bringing you the truth behind the news. Welcome to The New American. Welcome, everyone. I'm Paul Dragoon. We're glad you can join us. Here at The New American, we take the most important news stories, we strip off the propaganda, and we bring you the truth. And that makes us one of the most censored and attacked publications in America. So if you enjoy the show, please share these episodes with others. Now, the global conspiracy for a one-world government is the most diabolical and anti-human scheme that we've ever faced. It's been generations in the works, and the people behind it are very powerful. Stopping the globalist agenda is the reason this magazine and our parent company, the John Birch Society, exists. If the globalists are successful, whatever segment of the global population aren't killed off will be enslaved, plunging humanity into the darkest period in history. There will be nowhere to hide. The American deep state and its global counterpart, which we've referred to as the insiders, have been the culprits behind this evil agenda. The deep state stole the 2020 general election to preserve its power and deny that of the people. Our government has for decades carried out covert operations to undermine elections in other countries as well. Our government funded gain-of-function research that was responsible for the creation of COVID-19. And elements within our government have infiltrated and captured the media to propagate and make us docile, ignorant, sick, and weak, attributes that make for a perfect subject class. Our government is openly endorsing some of the most warped, degenerate trends while persecuting those of us opposed to them. Worse, it is exporting some of those destructive social trends, mainly homosexuality and transgenderism around the world. Our government has been funding the meat grinder, that is the, the Ukraine-Russia war. If it weren't for American money and arms, the war would have been over a long time ago, possibly saving hundreds of thousands of lives. All this begs the question, are we the bad guys? Today, we're going to have that sobering, difficult, and likely spirited conversation. And joining me are the CEO of the John Birch Society, Bill Hahn, and senior executive editor of The New American, Steve Bonta. Did I mix that again? Executive senior editor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. So, Steve, I'm going to open it up to you. This is a conversation that we've had. We have quite a few thoughts on this. So what do you think about um, what I just put out there as far as what we've been guilty of and does that make us the bad guys well you know I, I actually i think before we get to that we ought to clarify for those of our listeners i mean we sort of presumed in the opening statement that people know what we mean when we talk about the global conspiracy you know i mean that that's a word that spooks people Absolutely. because we have been conditioned to believe that unless you're talking about gangbangers or mafiosi, the word conspiracy is, is pregnant with overtones of wild-eyed hysteria and paranoia and all this. <laughs> Certainly, you know, guys with scary tattoos and Italian accents form conspiracy, but men in suits who command millions of billions of dollars yeah. and run governments do not. At best, they're corrupt. At worst, they're corrupt. Okay? But we're mm. claiming something far more expansive than that. We're claiming that there exists a literal conspiracy by which we mean a secret or semi-secret organized concerted international effort to achieve a series of nefarious goals and that the most by the end end desire uh, result tongue tied there the end result of this will be a, a species of world government that will re, you know calculated to reduce the human race to bondage. So some form of global communism or socialism or, or call it what you will, mm -hmm. okay, which would require along the way 
the extirpation of American liberties, of American independence, and probably the literal extirpation of a lot of Americans, period, yes. as well as people across the globe. All of this you mentioned most eloquently in the, in the introduction. But what's the evidence people are going to say? Where, where are you kind of, I mean, I've heard people say, oh, is it the Illuminati or is it the lizard pe people or something like that? <laughs> so, so we should clarify up front what we mean by that. Yeah. That was the thing, that, that's sort of the thing that I've been pondering. And I, maybe we should just discuss that for a couple of moments if sure, I, if I could yeah. be we'll, so bold as to suggest that. And, and, and we, we deal in facts. You know, we don't want to deal with, with, right. with emotions at this standpoint. And so, yeah, you're right, Steve. I mean, we've all been conditioned that, uh, oh, 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 here we go. You know, we, we're, we're sitting around the, you know, the, the dinner table and we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, uh, crazy Uncle Steve's, uh, you know, latest theory on this or on that. And... I've always aspired to be a crazy uncle. <laughs> lizard people. Wow, you mentioned yeah, lizard yeah, people. Yeah. There's a, there really is. There's a lot of that. And there, there's a lot of reptilians. I think is the actual yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's crazy. That's what it is. And sure. when you dive into it, whatever. There's there's some. But that's not exactly what we're talking about, are we? No. 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 no well, I mean, I mean, you know. So, so if you look at it, 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 first of all, it is abundantly clear, and there are occasional admissions against um, against interest by people who are sympathetic Carol Quigley being the canonical textbook example mm -hmm. who wrote a book he was he was a, a historian for many generations mm -hmm. of considerable stature Tragedy at the University of Georgetown he wrote a book called Tragedy and Hope in which he said in effect that there exists what he called as the Anglo-American network or Milner's kindergarten which he he portrayed as a essentially an Anglo an English and American uh, secret society mm -hmm. made up of a bunch of very elite guys, including Rhodes, the guy who founded Rhodesia, the diamond skillionaire from back in the late 19th century. Cecil Rhodes? Cecil Rhodes, correct. Yeah. Cecil or Cecil. Okay. And, uh, and that this, and, and he, he goes on to say, you know, that I've been permitted to examine their secret papers and, and I'm surprised that they don't want people to know what their role has been in history. And, and I, I feel, you know, that I should publish it. And then he, he talks about a lot of other things, their relationship, for example, to to what was then called Bolshevism, you know, the the, the, the Soviet, the Russian Revolution mm -hmm. and, and other things and talks about how they manipulate the political parties in the United States and so forth. Mm. He followed that up with another book, much less read, called The Anglo-American Establishment, where he talked about the same thing. Now, so that that's a canonical example. Another good example is well, James. Well, that's corroborated by Anthony Sutton. It, it is. And another good example I was going to mention is James Harrington, who wrote a book. He used to be librarian of Congress, and he wrote a book called Fire in the Minds of Men, which is an excellent history of the early revolutionary underground in Europe and portrays, I think, very effectively how these various groups, the Carbonari and the League of the Just, which eventually coalesced into underground you know, communism across across Europe how they behave in this conspiratorial manner. So we have ample evidence of these various strands of conspiratorial activity that in some cases have made themselves very powerful. In the case of the communist conspiracy, of course, toppled governments, the mighty government of the czar in, mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in Russia, and then followed that up with, of course, the, uh, the, the, the Republic of China and various other places across then the world. Then they swallowed yeah. up the yeah, entire and, and region next to them. Precisely. And I mean, it, it's difficult to characterize communism, global communism, anything other than a conspiracy. However, we maintain that even communism, as, as puissant as it was and in fact remains, I mean, lest we forget, a large part of East Asia, including the People's Republic of China, is still controlled by communism very right. openly. Okay, yes. And, and so, so but, but in spite of that, that even communism doesn't necessarily represent the apex of this, that beyond that even, there are individuals' interests, many of them who do not profess any ism mm. or any creed 
other than the, the creed of naked power and absolute cynical nihilism, who's, who believe that human beings are, as, as the French revolutionary Saint-Just once put it, nothing more than a herd that needs to be told where to browse. And that is more or less their perspective. And the idea is, you know, if we were in charge, not just in one place, not just in Moscow or Beijing or, or even London, but all across the world, then we could impose harmony by force and let us get rid of all of these notions of religion and God and, and any, any, any goodness in man, mm -hmm. potential goodness, any, any, any notion of salvation or eternal life. Forget all of that. Man is just a, 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 basically a meat machine mm. and like any other machine needs to be controlled and manipulated in order to carry out the designs of whoever is using it as a tool. And that those, is their perspective. Those are the goals. But mm -hmm. who they are, that's a difficult <laughs> yes. question because, well, yeah. So. And, but, but it's interesting. And we don't have necessarily enough time right now during this segment to, uh, to, to really bring it forward. But Mr. Robert Welch, founder of the John Birch Society uh, back in 1958, uh, had written in the Blue Book, uh, which was basically the two-day uh, um, script uh, yeah. you know, of, of what he said to the, to the gentlemen that were, that were there. And I mean that that presents the overall, uh, you know, conspiracy to a, to a, to how he understood it at that point. Now it evolved since then. Uh, the more that he the more that he got into it, the more he learned about it. But perhaps maybe in the, in the next segment we can go into just who the we are and who those who those folks are. He discusses that uh, rather at at length, uh, using some some general terms. Uh, but it's 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 rather eye opening when you when you listen to it. Well, yeah, we need to discuss who we are, and we need to see what overlap there is with uh, we and the conspiracy, because there is overlap. Um, so we're going to be right back after this, and we are going to discuss those very important issues. In 1988, the John Birch Society produced a documentary so predictive, it's as though they had a time machine. Out of Control, Immigration Invasion was produced and hosted by investigative reporter William F. Jasper and looks at the growing problem of unrestricted illegal immigration that, in 1988, already saw upwards of 10 to 20 million illegal aliens within the borders of the U.S. Unknown agents from around the world using the southern border as easy entry. Certainly some are innocent families escaping hardship, but also certainly some are criminals, potentially terrorists. Is it not appropriate that there be some criteria for the entry of any sovereign nation? Why should the U.S. be different than Canada, Germany, Russia, Japan, or every other country on the planet? Out of control, immigration invasion. Watch this time capsule of prescient wisdom at thenewamerican.com slash outofcontrol. Folks, for more non-propaganda news and in-depth analysis from the New American Magazine, make sure you have a subscription to our twice-monthly print edition of the magazine. The New American Magazine has been telling the truth and accurately projecting policy and cultural trends since 1985. We are the official magazine of the John Birch Society, which was founded in 1958 to stop the New World Order. No other magazine has been as accurate and for as long about where policy and culture were heading than the New American. You get a subscription online at thenewamerican.com. Just hit the magazine tab on top and then hit subscribe on the dropdown. If you prefer, you can call for a subscription. 1-800-727-8783, Monday through Friday from 8 to 5 Central Time. That's 800-727-8783. In the 20th century, modern man is simply being played for a sucker. 
by an amoral gang of sophisticated criminals. These cunning megalomaniacs seek to make themselves the absolute rulers of a human race of enslaved robots in which every civilized trait has been destroyed. Their power rests entirely on bluff, pretense, and deception. Both their success and their purposes are contrary to the whole current of human history. They are sitting precariously on the gigantic powder keg of all honest human emotions. Despite their arrogant assurance on the contemporary scene, they themselves are well aware that sooner or later the whole framework of their cruel power will be blown to pieces by a mighty uprising of the incalculable forces of man's moral principles, love for freedom, and common sense. How soon that day of delivery may come will depend on you. All right, so that was Robert Welch. He is the founder of the John Birch Society, and he's talking about this conspiracy, this sophisticated uh, gangsters, I think he calls them. Yeah, the megalomaniacs. And, yeah, yes. <laughs> so we came. Uh, we we need to continue defining here. We we need to make that connection of uh, of we. Yes. So so um, you you ask you know are we the bad guys? Right, right. And it's like okay, so who are who are we talking about? You know, when when we think of we, we think of okay, so United States of America, right? And and suddenly then, well, that means a lot to a lot of emotion to a lot of different people. Yeah, you know, and so really who are the bad guys here and of course the you know the whole uh movement that uh, mr welch was was discussing there uh has gone outside of the realm of what the founding fathers had set up right yeah. they, they are they are trying to set up uh, much like what um you know they have they have deemed the the new world order as you mentioned in your in your intro and so the the whole international rules-based order that we have now that's post-world war ii the you know war was used as a, as a reason to basically pull pull folks together through international organizations and then of course through you know regional governments that are all trying to um, find ways to pull folks together even more so uh, through through governments uh, through agreements through mm -hmm. trade through war through crises um, all of these things are are used to you know help pull together uh, the the, the end goal which is again you know the new world order but what does that look like it's, it's basically world government yeah over all governments but I, I, as mr welch mr welch made this distinction between the conspiracy yeah. and us you know he's talking about yeah. what humanity will wake up and we're going to blow this whole thing the whole scheme to pieces and whatnot but in my introduction i obviously conflate the two in some way because and i think that's what we need to discuss because there are elements, and I don't think anyone here would deny, within the U.S. government, funded by U.S. tax dollars, and possibly made possible, possibly made possible, because <laughs> there hasn't been enough resistance. Because in some way or another, indirectly or directly, it's been allowed to flourish. It's been allowed to continue causing carnage around the world. What do you think of that, Steve? Well, I think that, ironically, today... Although we still don't know a lot of the details about who they are, we know more than was the case in Robert Welch's day, and he in turn knew more by far than someone living 100 years before him. Very true. 
And we know that this is in, in large measure because of the proliferation of modern you know, media, including the internet that we're using for this very program, mm. okay, that have allowed this unprecedented spread of information and made it very hard for these people to hide what they're trying to do. If right. you compare this, for example, with Roman history and see how, how easy it was for a Catiline or somebody like this to form a, form a conspiracy to overthrow the, the Roman government, which was only exposed very fortuitous by, fortuitously by Cicero because of an informant and so forth. Mm. But uh, it, it, these sorts of things flourish where there's no information. So my point is, how come now, in spite of this much, much greater level of understanding? We're closer to it? They have more power than ever. Right. And here's the answer. Ooh. The answer is that I think there's more general understanding among, well, among a certain group of people, but among Americans taken in the aggregate, there is less understanding than ever before of basic principles of freedom, mm -hmm. which we also traffic in here at this, at this show and, and with the New American and the John Birch Society. Why principles? Well, because... Frankly, not all of us have the time to read a book like Tragedy and Hope and learn the names of all, all this, mm. th these details and things like this. The reason that America was so much, so impervious, relatively impervious to this kind of thing in the past and went for so long without, for example, countenancing membership in any kind of globalist organization, without countenancing the, the now almost fully enacted agenda of the radical left, which is not new. It's been around for a long time. I mean, there were people way back 200 years ago in the United States, most of them socialists, who were advocating moral license, who were advocating homosexual marriage, all this stuff. These are not new ideas. Mm -hmm. The difference is that the, the you know, popular morality and understanding of key principles pertaining to freedom has gone away. And so people, yes. in the absence of that understanding, are literally blown about by every wind of doctrine and more vulnerable, in spite of the fact that with you know we have potentially at our fingertips more truth, more information, and a more more powerful and diverse means so of disseminating blame, than ever before. Where does the blame lie? Because as I mean, we that's another rabbit hole we can go into about how they've infiltrated the schools, the media, they've taken over. You got your Mockingbird Media, you got Norman Dodd and his Reese committee who investigated and he learned that they infiltrated the schools in order to bring brainwash and things like that. But like you said, is that an excuse? Because we now have access to more information, more books, more news than ever. And me and you, especially, we look through all sorts of stuff. So do the American people bear any responsibility? I'll ask you first. Well, yeah, I, I'd like to go back to what, what Steve was talking about, too, in, in regards to the, the principles. And, and, you know, de Tocqueville actually, uh, you know, discussed this uh, in his in his book. I forget the name of the, of the Democracy, title, in America. Democracy in America. Thank yeah. you. Uh, that that was very hard to find somebody on the streets of America that didn't understand, mm -hmm. you know, what the republic was about, uh, the, the limitations of government, you know, under the Constitution yeah. for the United States, and uh, you know, and this is coming from a you know a French philosopher that is there to study. Well, you know, what's the, um, uh, I guess the um, what makes the republic the republic? Yeah. You know? Why does it work? Why? Yeah. 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 So so you're, what you're asking is. Why so it, why why would people even even know today why those things are, are are wrong or bad because they don't necessarily have anything to to um, uh, compare it to, you know, in regards to okay so, you know, public education, uh, civics, are not taught in yeah. the in the schools by today, design right? by design absolutely right you know so that's been a takeover and so every type of of, of institution in America that you can think of uh, that has 
contributed to um, educating folks on the on the yeah. principles of of, of of the of the republic has, has been, been subverted. Yes. Okay. And so, whose fault is that though? Ah. Eternal vigilance. Was it this episode? Eternal vigilance. There yeah. you go. Yeah. 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 What know? do you think? Well, I think I would just bring through my mind a sort of analogy. If you get fat and out of shape, <laughs> whose fault is it? Okay. Yeah. It's now, a TV, Steve. Right. Right. Well, okay. But here's the McDonald. <laughs> we have we have become intellectually, spiritually, and morally flabby because yeah. a large portion of our society has succumbed to the siren song of unlimited leisure exactly. and perpetual adolescence. Yes. Okay? And, and the churches, and, too, had and, a lot to do with well, that. But as the, well, but ultimately, those yeah. are choices that we're making. Absolutely, it is. Okay. Yep. So, so those this are is, influences. This so. is the problem. But a, mm -hmm. a republic, a well functioning republic, is like a trained, in shape athlete. Mm. Yeah. You have, to, you have to make a hard yeah. effort to make it work. And it's, okay. up, it's up to the electorate to, to, to follow through. We need to, to continue this right after we get back. Are you fed up with where our nation is headed? Here at the John Birch Society, we know how to fix a reckless, corrupt, and out-of-control government. It starts with patriots like you. We believe the only way to liberty and national sovereignty is to not only understand what's in our founding documents, but demand that every elected official adhere to them. The Constitution is America's only solution. Join the John Birch Society today. Visit us at jbs.org. The New American has just released our latest bookazine, a collection of articles on self-reliance. It's called Self-Reliance, Foundation of Freedom. Without individual responsibility and without the ability to take care of ourselves without government help, we cannot be free. In this polished collector's edition, we have articles on a number of important topics, including the self-sufficiency of the founders, preparing for a worst case scenario, firearm self-reliance, building a wood shack, and the importance of community, among many other topics. Now, the authors of the articles are experts in their fields. We encourage you to get a copy. You can order your copy at thenewamerican.com forward slash shop, or you can call our office at 800-727-8783. However you do it, make sure you get your copy of Self-Reliance, The Foundation of Freedom. All right, we're back. Steve, you wanted to keep continue this conversation about who bears responsibility. Well, as I, I think you wanted me to continue, but I, I, that's okay. No, I mean, to just to sort of extend a little bit the analogy that we ended the last sec section with, with the, the analogy of a fit athletic person. Which who, we all are here. Well, who, who, puts, who puts in the time, you know, who controls his appetites, who makes a point of exercising and whatever, you know, this type of thing. Those of us who've done exercise of one's own know that it's not easy and it's always easier to sit around and do nothing. You have to make you know, an effort. Well, in, in yeah. like manner, a, a well-functioning republic, which b depends crucially on the ability of the people to govern themselves. And by the way, govern just means control. So self-government mm. is self-control. Mm. That's what it is. Okay? And point. we all know that self-control is difficult, whether it's you know, getting your body in shape or whether it's getting yourself in shape to become to be more qualified to be a citizen, not a subject yes. or, or a, a member of society, but a citizen, a full-fledged citizen. And, and, and that requires a certain amount of reading mm. and understanding. It also requires moral restraint. Okay, so that's another part of it. And that brings up a meaning, so, uh, another meaning, though, to, uh, to what Ben Franklin said to the lady uh, outside of the Constitutional Convention, mm, right? Sure. A republic if you can keep it. Yeah. Right. So we're all about keeping it, but how do you do that? 
Yeah. Right? And I mean, and, and, and well, the way to do that, I mean, so I, I guess then you said, well, that means you're saying we're all to blame, that we are. Yeah, we fault. are the bad guys. And, right? and, I, and I we said, let this happen. No, I said no, no, when we were no, no, off no, no, air no, no. that we needed to draw a distinction between. <laughs> and outright, you agreed very well. <laughs> no, with outright blame and bearing responsibility. Right. So I think all of us, to the extent that There's we that we neglect our duties as citizens mm. of free. And people think if I could just say this, go on a quick rabbit, very quick rabbit trail. People think, oh, well, that starts and ends with my voting franchise. I'll go and vote every two years or four years, and I'm good, okay? Mm. And, it, and it's so much more than that, okay? So that's my aside. So the point is, to the extent that we, speaking generally and not specifically, refuse to educate ourselves, refuse to follow the path of moral behavior, okay, according to whatever religious lights happen to, to my, I mean, we, we have different religious beliefs and different sectarian, but, that, but that's not, you know, the, the important thing is whether we choose self-control over self-indulgence, mm -hmm. uh, thrift mm. over profligacy, yeah. uh, hard work over leisure, and so forth and so on. These are all cardinal virtues. They were typical of the Romans, the pagan pre-Christian Romans. The Roman Republic at its apogee, in many ways, mirrored our own. And, when the, and, and in direct proportion as the Romans abandoned those things, well, the Roman... Uh, body politic became flabby also, right? Because, mm -hmm. because a republic is no better than the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. yep. Right. So again, it does sound like you guys agree. I know you're saying you don't agree, but the thing about it is if self-control and involvement is what we need to get the republic back under control, then or to get the republic back, that would essentially, I think it would also mean that we would get this deep state under control, Right. And so a lot of the stuff I mentioned in the beginning are manifestations of the deep state. We didn't agree to covert operations around the world, mm -hmm. but they happened. Sure. We obviously didn't agree for our elections to be stolen, but they happened. And right now, I bet you if you took a poll, most people would say not a dime to Ukraine. We're not agreeing to this. And, but but Some it's of us happening. Aren't, but a lot of people do vote right. consistently for people who are in that mindset, who are going to give away our money as foreign aid, we're going to do all these other monkey shines that we talk about in the program, all the things, it, it, you know. And the reality is that there's always going to be a portion of the country that simply is not going to care. I was reading just today a mm -hmm. discourse by, by Ludwig von Mises, famous economy, economist, where he talks about the fact that always there's always going to be, for example, what he calls bohemians. We would now call wokesters and things like this, people who live on the fringes of society and pretend to be artists. And, yeah. and the, or the hippies back in the 60s. Hippies and, and, <laughs> yeah, and beatniks, all these types of people. They've yeah. always been around. And, but, but, but the problem is when, when their mentality becomes the majoritarian sentiment. Yes, then right. society breaks down. Right. It's okay right. to have that as long as you have a responsible class. Yeah, and the problem is now that we have a lot of people, frankly, who are voting for these characters, particularly the ones who are Republicans, who are okay with all the, many of these things that we find objectionable, all the foreign aid, all of the, you know, the, the foreign entang military entanglements and all the rest of it, not to mention, you know, our, our, our weak need as far as, you know, controlling the border, all this type yeah. of thing. Um, and But I still think know, so. they're a small majority. I don't think, I think even among Democrats, if you, again, if you hold a single mm. vote and even the spending, if you, that's why they don't want to go to single, uh, single spending bills, right? Because if we were to vote just on, for instance, Ukraine, just on the border, whatever, I think an overwhelming majority of people would say, uh, close the border, stop sending money well, to Ukraine. Maybe well, here in too Wisconsin. too much exposure for them too. But I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to conceive of 
But most people who live now in the state of California, I'm not talking about the salt of the, the, the earth ranchers, you know, in San, in, San Joaquin. In, in San, well, San Joaquin Valley, but the, the, the bulk of the population that actually lives in that state believes things that are totally at variance to everything mm. we talk about that we believe in, you know, and there's a lot of them. There are. Mm. You know, I mean, th- th- I mean there, there's a reason that the Democrats are a hair's breadth away from controlling the House. Not that I'm equate, you know, but it is it has become sort of a partisan thing because the Democratic Party, more than the Republican, has come to embody this. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then well, the they other know si- how to organize. Well, well, and the other side of the know, coin is they, that they, they have the zeal. Right? Yes, they they, uh, they hit the streets. They they know how to how to how to pull all this stuff together. The Republicans have not. You know, and whether that's by hook or crook or, or, or design, I mean, that's we could definitely have another hour discussion on that. Well, that's, that, that, that's unfortunately not a new thing either. Remember that mm-hmm. great poem, The Second Coming, that, written 100 years ago. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Huh. And that's what we have, unfortunately. Well, yeah. do, you, do you see that changing? I mean, yesterday we reported on Millet's speech at Davos. Uh, he really threw down over there. He let him have it. He he, he went at socialism, Marxism, all the degenerate social uh, social patterns. Uh, he didn't hold anything back. Uh, we have, of course, Trump. Uh, you know, I think Trump is is obviously a reflection of a movement. Uh, you know, you have a lot of rising, a lot of pushback all over the world, and and even some of the pundits. Like the left doesn't have that. What they have is obviously power. They've captured the institutions, and they use that to manipulate that. They use that, like we said, to propagate us. Uh, I would think that the people in California, if they knew about the New American Daily or whatever, it's like I would think there would be a massive change there as well. I think a large portion of why they are like that is because it's easy. It's easy to turn on the tube and see the propaganda and believe it. And and they also, you look around, and it's hard to believe that there's this massive conspiracy to enslave you. It's just hard, but you have to. And Ah, except COVID-19 has helped to kind of open their eyes. You would have thought it would have opened, the, it right? would have opened everyone's eyes. Yes. But it didn't, did it? Oh, no, it did. I, I have to disagree. You think yeah, it opened I, everyone's eyes? No, no, not everyone's eyes. But many of those that... Um, the average American, when when they are told that they need to lock down and, and not do what they what they normally do on, on a day-to-day basis, oh my goodness, blood is boiling, even on the Democrat side of things, if you push that far enough. That happened. Unfortunately, or depending on which view you have, uh, that the um, they, they think that it's over. Okay, that that okay. So now we've won because okay. So COVID is is really just a cold now or a flu that we don't necessarily need to you know worry too much about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh by the way, I'm going to go get my shot and and maybe wear the mask you know when I'm told to. But other than that, you know, it, and it's it's just it's it it is it is. Um, you would have thought that there would have been more of that happening, but I I think it's it's because people think that we've won to a certain degree that because government is not there pushing on us saying you have to do this you have to do that and you know yeah well they're not paying attention I mean what the for the sure. weffers are saying for instance we're gonna be right back and we're gonna finish this conversation the John Birch Society has been working tirelessly since 1958 to preserve freedom safeguard the Constitution and restore our God-given rights. We continually educate voters and lead the freedom movement. Join us as we work against a tyrannical one-world government. United as one, we can defeat this conspiracy against a free America. JBS founder Robert Welch said, Education is our total strategy and truth our only weapon. 
Go to JBS.org and join us in restoring this great nation. And we're back. So now we're back at the question. Are we the bad guys? Steve? Well, I think that we bear some responsibility, as I said before, if we are not doing everything we can to maintain our liberties and to encourage and join and otherwise educate others around us to do likewise. Okay, now there is a difference between bearing some responsibility and being fully culpable. You know, we're not mm. the people who are necessarily ordering the mass killings abroad, all the other, the, the other atrocious things that, that, that certain at, our government has been involved in at times. Okay. Yeah. But to the extent that we're passive, as long as we are a self-governing or have any pretense of being a self-governing republic, we do, and we need to accept the fact that we do bear a certain amount of responsibility. So maybe not bad guys, if by we you mean us, you know, John Q. Public American citizen, but perhaps that's probably too strong a word, maybe indifferent or apathetic guys. Yeah. And indifference and apathy are not good things either. They're not. They're not. What's what's the quote that all all that's needed is for good men to do Correct. nothing? Yes, for evil, for evil to, to to prosper. prosper yeah. Yes, and, and we're seeing that played out. I, mean, I saw something. There, there's a meme on Facebook that says we are currently living through the longest, saddest "I told you so" in human history. <laughs> you can you yeah. know, interpret that yeah. how you want, yeah, but that's sure. that's what what we're seeing. So you know, but but so I guess what I'm saying is that that what we said in the earlier segment was that these the, the, these conspiratorial influences. The, these would-be malefactors with their you know, dystopian schemes, they don't come about and flourish in a vacuum. There have always been people who have their little secret conclaves and they scheme about you know, new world orders and wouldn't the world be a better place? I mean, bohemian neighborhoods have always been yeah, you know, hotbeds for this kind of thing. Yeah. People who are, who are, so to speak, on the edges of society always assume that what they need to do for them to prosper is to, and be in power it is to remake society in a radical way. Yeah. So these ideas are not new. But when they take root, it's because, you know— It's because we, no one stood in the way. Because no one stood in the way. And, right. and I think, you know, part of the problem, too, and I, I hate to say this because I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with this, is that we're too nice. We have that. This is part and parcel of having a modern mm. culture of convenience and leisure, yeah. is that inevitably this idea that conflict is bad— yeah. And that being nice and being accommodationist is always the Christian way to go. And I disagree with that. I agree with you. I mean, I'm I mean the Christ the Christ that I am you know that I worship was not above driving guys out of the temple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. righteous you anger. Know? And, and, sure. and you know, coming so. from Eastern Europe, I and and you've lived abroad as mm. well and I'm sure you can you can corroborate this is Eastern Europeans, Russians, and Ukrainians, and even whatever, they all look at Americans as naive. And they look at Americans as naive because partially because of that niceness. So they, they spew their propaganda, they take advantage of our niceness, of, nai of naivety, and they weaponize it against us. Bill, what is your take? Are we the bad guys? Well, again, you know, we defined it, you know, who, who we is basically from you know from that standpoint and i i mean I, and i agree to you know to a certain degree a certain degree with steve that each of us owe a certain you know i have a certain amount of responsibility uh, particularly I'm, I'm i'm struck by um just a personal example and this is um um I, i'm now in my 17th year with the john birch society when i first started i've never heard of the john birch society and um 
I went through a process of, of educating myself on, on all the, all the things that are, that are wrong, the things that are part of this conspiracy, uh, the, um, the principles of, of, of America's founding. And I was told that once you, once you understand that and you, and you learn that you have a responsibility to go tell others and to make sure that they understand what you do and that they see those threats, not just to, um, the, uh, the, you know, America as a whole, but, uh, you know, to the constitution, uh, to the founding, uh, founding principles and, and so on and so forth. Uh, we need to, 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 uh, you know, basically man up, take that responsibility and, uh, engage in the, in the solutions. If not, we allow the other side to control the narrative, right. which which is what has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to, we need people to stand on principle. Yeah, and, and and again, I mean, Steve's right when it, when it comes to the you know the culture of you know of being too nice and whatnot. Uh, there there's there's a time when we need to say, no way are we going to compromise. Yeah. No compromising on principles whatsoever. Yeah, it's possible to be bold without being uncouth. Mm-hmm. Good point. I agree. Point. One of the things that makes me mad, I suppose, is like you, you know, I was the comms director here for a while. And so I got to learn quite a bit about the John Birch Society. I, I've, I've seen so many Robert Wells speeches, including the one we play there. I, I cut that some time back uh, for one of my presentations. And I just think about it. It's like if people would have listened to the John Birch Society mm. starting in the 60s when yeah. Robert Welch uh, started, a, you know, obviously 1958, that's when he launched it. By 1959, chapters were, were spreading everywhere and whatnot. But obviously we know there was a massive attack. I mean, the media mm. stuff that we're seeing, the lies, the propaganda, the smearing, the John Birch Society experienced that in the early 60s. And it, it was it was quite an attack. And after that, I, I don't, I'm not saying we, but I think a large portion of people then began to believe the propaganda about the John Birch Society that were a bunch of kooks and wax and whatever. And I think that's partially to blame because if people would have listened to us, we may not be here. Steve, you wanted to jump in on something. I saw that. No, I didn't. I was actually scratching my face. Okay. Right. You're saying that. I mean, it bears mentioning, it bears mentioning that when the John Birch Society was first set up at the end of the 1950s and thereafter for a number of years in the 1960s, because the Overton window had not yet shifted so far yeah. to the left as it has we today. We were outliers. Well, we weren't so much back then. I mean, you know, the, the, their message of, you know, we need to expose the conspiracy and in particular the communist conspiracy. Yeah, and that was know, well known. Back all then. these types of things. Sure, we attracted mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of members and mm-hmm. fellow travelers. Yes. And as a result, you know, we, in other words, we were very conspicuous in the 60s. There were popular songs made. I think Pete Seeger sang a song about, you know. Bob Dylan. Of, you know, my boy did, did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Bob Dylan. I mean, we, we, we were, we were right. part give and parcel of the, Yeah, we were well known <laughs> back then. And since then, we have definitely receded into obscurity, which is not necessarily a bad thing because our approach is not to be flamboyant and in everybody's face. It's to work with the people. That's where we're headquartered here in Wisconsin yeah, yeah. and not in the Beltway or New York City or someplace like yeah. that. Right? I, I, I would push back against that because, again, I've done lots of research and a lot of the the right, uh, you know, alternative media and a lot of the groups that are sprouting up today that are pushing back, they actually have their foundation in a lot of JBS literature. And, oh, sure. And, that's and, the point. People yeah. don't know just how influential we are. We are yes. That's true. Bill, you, know. you what you... Mr. Mr. Action here, yes. Mr. JBS. Well, just let's let's, let's, off let's just wrap it up, shall we? So you know who, who are the bad guys, and and uh, you know I think we we've, we've uh, pointed to some of them already. You know those that are uh, basically ignoring the constitutional principles, uh, who know better, 
uh, those that are listening to these think tanks, like the you know the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, the World Economic Forum, um, you know the United Nations, uh, these types of folks, uh, we go back to the to the uh, to the founding principles. And Mr. Welch, as, as we mentioned before, um, had studied this for for many years, and so his approach to this was basically a three prong approach, and, and which is uh, evident in our in our motto, our mission, uh, and it is less government more responsibility and with God's help a better world. And what all that means is less government. We go back to uh, limited government under the, under the constitution for the, for the U S um, and there's so many different things in there uh, that, that, and that we means have we'll to have following. to take more we responsibility. Yes. Yes. Well, and that's, you know, you, Steve was talking about self-government and, and, and self-control therein lies, you know, responsibility. Mm-hmm. So we have to do more for ourselves uh, for our families, through our churches, for their communities, uh, than than the government is now. I mean, yeah. they they filled a vacuum when the families, the churches, and others in the communities stepped Broke back down. and let that let that yes. fill that yeah. void. Right? Yeah, I mean, they also caused them to break down, but that's a totally Absolutely. different. Yeah, totally different. And then and then of course, you know, with God's help, a better world. Uh, we have a firm grip on the on the fact that the the Almighty created this world gave us dominion over land and sea and that we are to use that to our, our, uh, uh, self sustainment. Um, so, you know, there are so many, that, so much things that we can do, uh, to help write the Republic. And we suggest going to the John Birch society, jbs.org and becoming a member. Get involved. JBS.org. We'll have that in the description. Thank you, gentlemen. And thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of the new American daily. Join us again on Monday.